Well, welcome once again to another edition of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. I'm Tom. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Michelle. Aw, thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. You found us today. Find us in the future on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. And if you go on those sites... It would be helpful if you give us just a quick little review and tell people, hey, you know, this is a pretty good podcast. We kind of like it. You might like it, too, if you're a Disney fan just like us. Right. And we really would appreciate that. And we also really enjoy when we're getting the feedback that we've been receiving, you know, what kind of things you want us to talk about and what kind of things we haven't done quite as well as you might have wanted. Uh, you know, a few too many things, but we love hearing from you either way. Uh, we want this to be an interactive show. We've said it many times, and we continue to believe that. Uh, you can contact us many ways on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the web. You can leave a comment there, Hyperion Adventures Podcast.com. So many of you out there that got us started. We really appreciate you. You. you guys are our OG Hyperion Adventures, and we want to hear from you who you are, where you're listening to us from. There are so many cities I look on it and I see these great places in Mississippi, Virginia, New Jersey, Massachusetts, South Carolina, of course, California, even other countries where global, uh, Canada, Great Britain, Brazil, France. Where are you listening to us? We want to hear from you so we know who our family is. Right. And we really want to recognize our OGs That's group, right. you know, and we're coming to the cutoff of what we're going to consider somebody to be an OG. We still want people to feel part of the family, but right. those original people who kind of got us going here, we really want to thank you and show our appreciation. And that's the thing. See, coming up here, we have something big coming up that we're going to announce next week, actually. That's why we're cutting off this thing on August 31st is because we want to know who you people are that started us from the ground level. We have something else that's coming up that we think is going to boost our listenership by a bit. So we want to know who you people are so we can really love you. We love everybody out there. All our listeners, we love you all. But those people that first started us off, listened to us when no one really knew us from anything. We really appreciate you so much. So please, 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 please send us a note. Let us know who you are, and you may get a little something surprise in the mail from us. Right, We'll let you know. So we're cutting that off again, August 31st, and again, next week, we're going to have a little announcement on how this show is going to expand a little bit. Yeah, very exciting news. I know. Suspense. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, like I said, you can contact us any of those ways I listed before, and we'll list them again probably within the show and definitely near the end of the show if you missed it the first time. So... On to our main topic of the week, and boy, what a big week this is coming up here today. By the way, is Sunday, August 19th, 2018. That's when we're recording this. Coming up this coming Thursday on August 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, tickets for the 2019 D23 Expo go on sale. And we want to tell you exactly why, if you're a Disney fan... This is something you need to look into going to. Right. And um, we went last year. I mean, excuse me. Well, yeah, I guess it was last year. year. Right, right. And um, I wasn't even sure at first. I mean, I've gone to Comic-Con and loved that, but wasn't sure about the D23, if it was just going to be a little too narrow of a focus. But uh, I became a believer. I drank the Kool-Aid, and um, I'm excited for us to be talking about it today. It is such a cool thing. And let's let's get down to the details of next year's D23 Expo to begin with, just to get it started off. So it takes place from Friday, August 23rd, 2019 to Sunday, August 25th, 2019 at the Anaheim Convention Center. So actually pretty close to Disneyland. So you can plot out a whole trip of going there, doing this thing, and maybe spending a couple extra days at Disneyland as well to make, if you're coming from someplace farther away you can say hey this is going to be our summer vacation for next year so uh here's what they they released a bunch of stuff this week uh, as far as the ticket prices and uh some announcement as far as like the masquerade which they've had in the past which is kind of a cosplay costume show where there's a prize awarded at the end it's really cool. incredible what these people the oh, yeah. work they put into their their cosplay is phenomenal it is awesome yeah the disney cosplay at this is worth it just for that even if you end up not going in Go outside and just watch the, the people dressed up. It's amazing. Uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, they also announced that there's a design 
uh, award going out there. There, I guess it's uh, going to be based on the Haunted Mansion, which we decided is going to be the 50th, 50th anniversary, anniversary next mm-hmm. year. So they'll be celebrating that with uh, a design. And I, I believe the prize is something like $2,500 for the person that comes up to the design they like the most out of that. So nice. anyway, but let's get down to actually attending this event. Uh, it comes up. We talked to you last week about being a gold and gold family member of D23 and what the advantages might be. One thing we left out is the discounts you get if you go to the D23 Expo. And well, there's some other stuff that we'll talk about later as well. But the discounts you get as far as tickets, uh, if you're going to buy a, a ticket for the three days, all three days of the event, which I totally recommend, but I, <laughs> you know, I understand if you can only make it for a day, whatever. Uh, the early bird tickets for adults, that's for all three days, $177 per piece. After November 20th, they are $219. So if you're thinking about doing this, you want to do it as early as possible. By the way, these tickets will sell out. It's not like Comic-Con, though, where they right. sell out within not an instantly. hour or right. so. Uh, at least not like last year. But they did sell out last year eventually. Right. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and I can't promise you they won't sell out quickly this year. But just from what we've seen in the past, they won't sell out that quickly. So it gives you a few days to decide. You don't necessarily have to be there right at 10 a.m. on this Thursday to get them. Uh, On to the other three-day tickets. Child, uh, children's tickets from ages 3 to 9 years old. Early birds are $125. Uh, after November 20th, that's $164. One-day tickets for gold and gold family members. If you just want to pick one day, if you want to go Saturday, Fridays, whatever. Uh, that w- each one, or if you want to go two days, you know, sixty-seven dollars a piece is what oh. they are. Sixty-seven dollars early birds after November twentieth, seventy-nine dollars children early bird, forty-nine dollars after November twentieth, fifty-nine dollars. So that's what you get on as well if you're a gold or gold family member. So you get a bit of a discount because now I'm going to go to the people that are not members, what you have to pay if you want to go. And that's perfectly fine. You can go to this thing. You don't need to be a D23 gold or gold family member. There are some perks with it, but you don't need to be one. A three-day ticket for adults, $249. There's no early bird. It's just that's the price. $249 for adults for a three-day ticket. Children three to nine, $185. So you see the discount difference there. If you're an early bird with a gold member, it's $177 for the three-day tickets. For adults, uh, for non-members, it's $249. So we're talking a $70 nice. discount there. That's almost that's basically the price of becoming a gold member. I mean, obviously, it's per person. person. Right. But that's, that's a huge discount. Uh, One-day tickets for adults, $89. For children, uh, three to nine, that is $69. And there's one other ticket possibility out there for those of you that really want to do this thing all out. And believe me, there are a lot of perks that go with this and a lot of front-of-the-line things, and you can read all up on the site, uh, d23.com. The Sorcerer's Tickets, which always get the front center, front and center. They're always let in. They're, 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 they're always acknowledged by people. It's pretty funny when you go there. It's like, hey, where are my sorcerers at? You know? right. Well, it's because they paid $2,500 a ticket. But anyways, those will sell out. Believe it or not, at $2,500 a ticket, those will sell out fairly quickly. So if you're thinking about, you want to splurge, you want to go all out on this thing, uh, you may want to look into getting that. And that's only you can only buy that if you are a gold or a gold family member. Just want to point out, too, to get the discount, one person in your party needs right. to be a gold member. You don't have to have everybody in your party be a gold member to get the gold member discount. Right, right. So that's like we talked about last week. And if you go back to last week's episode, you mm-hmm. can learn more about it. A uh, gold member, just a regular gold member, that will cover you and one guest. If you're a gold family member, that covers you and three guests. So if you're going as just a couple or a couple friends, whatever, one gold member will cover two people. A gold family member will cover you, your, your spouse, and your two children or four, three other friends, whatever, however you want to put it together. But uh, it does, it's, it's advantageous, and there's more advantages that we will talk about later on, uh, that being a gold or a gold family member when you actually go to the expo. We will break, as a matter of fact, we're, we're going to pretty much just tell you today uh, why this is a great event. Later on, as we get nearer to it, we're going to give you some tips on how to navigate it, uh, how to take advantage of everything there. But it's a little early for that now. So we're just going to tell you what we experienced, why we liked it, and why we think you'll like it. Right. You know, and like you said, you know, as we get closer to the event, we can talk about the planning. But we really wanted to share with you our passion for this mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, kind of get you hyped up about it that you might consider if you haven't or if you've gone before that, uh, you know, maybe you can get back with us and some of the things that you might 
want to share with us of what you found great about that um, expo. Absolutely. It's it's fantastic. And if you do have questions for us, of course, you can email us or hit us up on social media. And again, I'll go through all those uh, later on in the show. Um, here's what we experienced at last year's, the 2017 D23 Expo, which was magnificent. Um, let's break it down. First of all, what you have going on there. Uh, every day, there are two big panels, which are the, you know, the, you, know you think of, uh, if you know Comic-Con at all, Hall H, the big panels, right. the ones that everybody wants to make it into. That's Hall D23 at the D23 Expo. And they their panels are consist of, at least this is what they've done in the past, and we assume something similar will be uh, next year. Uh, Friday morning, there's always a morning and an afternoon panel. Uh, Disney Legends, uh, the kind of their induction into the Disney Legends was right. uh, Friday more Friday morning, and then the afternoon was the animation panel. So everything doing with Walt Disney Animation, Pixar, etc., uh, was that afternoon. Uh, Saturday they opened it up with the live action movies, so Marvel, Star Wars. Uh, they did um, Mary Poppins Returns last year. Right. Uh, Wrinkle in Time was a big thing for for last year, and that was the morning panel. Then the afternoon panel is the parks panel, which is really cool because they announce a lot of interesting stuff about what's going to be happening at the various different parks, what they're opening up, what they're conceiving, uh, you know, how they're changing things. Uh, it's really cool stuff. And then they finished it up on Sunday. Sunday's kind of a, a funky little day uh, that, you know, some people can't stay for the whole thing because maybe they have flights out, you know, or whatever the case may be. But what they had last year, which was amazingly cool, and it wasn't a morning panel. It was kind of an afternoon and a later afternoon. It was Alan Menken, A Whole New World, where he goes and just went out and performed this bit, telling stories and singing his classic, classic songs from his whole oeuvre. Uh, Which are so many. Yeah. <laughs> you just, it, it, that was so phenomenal to me is just thinking, yeah, we, I know that he's done a lot of songs, but the more and more he played, it's like, oh my God, he's done that yeah. one. Oh, wow. He did that one. It was, it, it's, it's an it's amazing insane. show. Um, you know, uh, I'm hoping he's going to do it again. I don't know what they're planning for this year. I don't know if they're going to do that again, but uh, either way, uh, that was very cool. So uh, they have those. And then there's, but if you don't want to make the big panels, the big panels can be kind of tough to get into. Although the one advantage they have there over what Comic-Con does is when you go to Hall H and Comic-Con to go see the big panels, they let you in and they don't let other people in until they uh, people decide to leave. That's not the case for at least what it's been in the past for Hall D23. After each panel, they empty the room out and new people that are waiting in line or people that want to go get back in line are let in up until it reaches capacity. So even if you don't make the morning panel, there's a good chance if you don't mind waiting, you can make the afternoon panel. Or if you want to wait overnight and make the morning panel, so be it. Or get there super, super early. Right. We'll discuss more of that when we get to navigating <laughs> this at another future episode. But uh, it really is beneficial as opposed to Hall H, which can be really tough to get into for Comic-Con. Right, yeah. I mean, it, that was one of the great perks that, that we really liked last time, too. Is you know, you know, Otherwise, you're just, you know, if you don't make it in, and then it's just onesie twosies get in later on. This is great that it gives a broader experience for people who haven't been able to get there for the first show. But the, the, don't think that it's just those big uh, panels that are make up uh, D23. No, there's other smaller panels that can vary in how tough they are to get into. There's D23 Expo Arena, which is like the second biggest panel. Some of the big names show up there for some things. Uh, there's Stage 28. And again, I'm going back with what they did uh, last year, which is kind of current Disney going on, like they had DuckTales there and some other things, and some past Disney as well as kind of looking back at a few things. And then there's the Walt Disney Archive stage, which is classic Disney looking back at Imagineering, looking back at classic uh, animation, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in any of those things, you can go to these panels as well. And then there's always the, the actual main floor where they have showcases from Pixar, Marvel. Uh, they had huge set up last time this is the first time we got to see a a scale model of what galaxy's edge was going to look like and it was incredible to it go was, out there and they was. had some of the imagineers there that you could ask questions to as you're going through and it was just it was fantastic uh, they had a uh, a walt disney archives area which i believe this coming in 2019 i believe is probably going to be uh the Haunted Mansion, because it's the 50th anniversary. The, this last time, it was pirates all the way through for many years. Uh, so it was a lot of pirates of the Caribbean and, and such like that. Um, they also have, of course, uh, they have a main center stage where 
different performers go and, and show up and perform different things. Like we saw, or at least I saw, I think you were in waiting in line. Right. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> saw Susan Egan perform out there, who you may know as Meg from the Hercules movie, but also she was the original Belle for Broadway's version of Beauty and the Beast. And she put on a great show. And they have other performers. They put on like these 40-minute shows. They're, they're really fantastic. Uh, and they also have like a parade. That right, goes right. I, I know. They, they, they do have a parade and they have a um, master of ceremonies. Each day is a different person. And it just kind of goes around the whole, you know, I think about a huge like ballroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and that's always fun. I happened on one of them one day that I wasn't really ex- expecting to be there. I think I was uh, going to find out some information about something. And it was like, what a really awesome surprise to be watching this uh, parade go by. Yeah, so they it's have very cool. They usually have them once or twice a day. Right. And uh, they go through, and there's usually characters involved. Like we saw Minnie and we saw Goofy and, you know, a bunch of the cast members going through. And there's balloons and it's Dancing. just a lot of fun. Yes. It's called the Ultimate Fan Street party and they had like grand marshals they had last year mark hamill who was one of the disney legends from last year and uh, another one was jordan fisher who you may know from uh various disney stuff but he was also the winner of dancing with the stars right that's uh, the one i saw yeah yeah so so, that was kind of cool and you know he was also in hamilton but (laughs) what not that i know anything about hamilton but (laughs) um but here's the stuff that we saw when we were there so we went we we didn't even try and make the Legends panel, although I, from what I understand, we could have made that in pretty easily. But we did go the first day to the animation panel, and man, was that cool. We got to see stuff from Incredibles 2. The cast came out. We got to see a first clip of uh, Jack, uh, sorry, spoiler alert, Jack-Jack versus the <laughs> raccoon. Um, we got to see um, Olaf's, a little bit of a clip of, from Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which was coming out uh, that winter. Uh, with Kristen Bell came out there, Anna, uh, right. to announce it. And then Josh Gad came out and sung his, the, the song as Olaf. That was just too cool. Um, we had the clip from Ralph Breaks the Internet that everybody's seeing now. We're, you're pretty much seeing a lot of this clip. Not everything is out there yet, but the, the princess scene that's coming in parts of the trailers. That was first shown to us at the animation and believe me it brought the house down you know watching this it was so funny when we first saw it and then they brought out all the living disney princesses on stage that because they all the people that are still alive that voiced these uh princesses originally are voicing them in ralph breaks the internet yeah it was incredible to see that i mean it you know that's what was that's really what's great about this is you know you don't really know what they're going to be bringing to you, but you know it's going to be an awesome show, you know. And and I'm I love Comic Con, but I think Comic Con you kind of know what you're going to get, and here it's just surprise, surprise, surprise. And it's cool. I mean, they take your phone, or they don't take your phone. They make your bag up your phone, so you, <laughs> you can't shoot anything. So you feel like, ooh, this is really just for us, you know. It's really cool. No one else is going to see this for a while, and it did. It took. Uh, almost a year before this footage of this princess stuff right. came out. And we were like, wow, this was amazing. Uh, so we saw that, and then they finished it all up because coming out in winter was their big movie, which was Coco. And they finished it up talking about it. Uh, they had uh, Anthony Gonzalez, who plays Miguel, and Benjamin Bratt come out, and they sang Remember Me, and they had mariachis, and they had traditional Mexican dancers in the aisles, and then we were rained down marigolds <laughs> from the ceiling on top of us. It getting was, choked up thinking about it, it again. It was <laughs> so fun. It was a cool way to finish it out, and, and we got a poster when we left uh, from it. Right. Uh, it was really cool. L- laminated poster. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was really, really a cool, cool thing, and uh, a lot of times in these panels, they do, you do walk away with a little something right. uh, afterwards. Um, I'll talk more about that too uh we didn't make it to the live action stuff but they did uh the next morning that they, they had an issue like we tried to get there early enough to do it but they had an issue the other day the day before where they had a problem with some people that showed up that they told were going to be able to make it into the animation panel but didn't make it in so they gave them like here's a fast pass to go into the live action the next day so they cut it off earlier than normal if you had spent the night there or you know at least late enough to get a wristband you were fine but uh, not, and that's, that was just a rare occurrence. Right, that doesn't usually right. happen. That was weird. Uh, but anyways, they did uh, a lot of stuff on Marvel, including Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Infinity War, as I talked about earlier, Mary Poppins Returns, and Wrinkle in Time, and the cast were there. And really cool stuff, uh, even though I didn't get to see it, but from what I understand, really cool stuff. <laughs> we did, however, make it into the Parks panel uh, last year, and that 
I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what was my favorite, whether it was the animation panel or the parks panel, because the parks panel was pretty darn cool, don't you think? I do. I think it was. Uh, that is a tough decision to yeah. say which one was better, because um, they were both pretty awesome. So here's just a few of the things. They, named, they, they announced so much stuff at this, but here's just a few of the things they announced at last year's parks panel, just to kind of give you an idea of what you might see uh, in 2019's D23 Expo. They announced that Star Wars Land, they announced it officially named... Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They, they gave us the official name at that panel. They gave us more details about Galaxy's Edge, uh, that one of the rides was going to be the Resistance versus the First Order, and you were going to be taking part of that. And then the other ride, I mean, a lot of this was rumored, but this is where they confirmed it officially, uh, that you'd be able to fly the Millennium Falcon, which is still like, still I get tingles cool. just thinking about the ability to do that every day. So. Less than a year. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we had a, a Facebook post from Robert, one of our OG uh, Hyperion Adventurers, it says, you know, because I, I, I mentioned actually it was in 2015, I posted out that it was when they first na- announced at the D23 Expo that there was going to be a Star Wars, the Star Wars Land, a Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and he said, you know, yeah, I said, am I the only one that's learning Arabesh, so I can, which is Star Wars language, <laughs> if you don't know, so I can read everything on these walls or anything? Right? I'm like, no, we're going to do that too. That's so cool. Anyway, uh, other things that they, the other thing that I loved about uh, that they announced on about Galaxy's Edge was that. You may remember from the original Star Tours, there was a captain there that just could never quite get it right, Captain Rex. (laughs) Well, he's apparently going to be in the middle of Galaxy's Edge, and he is going to be a DJ. DJ Rex is what they're going to have in the nightclub there, and that was kind of fun news for me because I love Rex. Um, They also announced, they confirmed that there would be the Star Wars-themed hotel that was going to be happening in Walt Disney World. Uh, they officially announced that the uh, outer space restaurant that's going to be in Epcot, uh, they confirmed that, even though that would have been rumored for a little while, too. They confirmed that. They confirmed that the Tron coaster at Magic Kingdom Park was going right. to happen. Uh, they confirmed the Gondola Skyway at Walt Disney World, which we keep seeing getting closer, closer and, closer and closer to that's fruition. Right. Every time we go out there, we see the other towers up, you know, the, the main bases are there. You know, I've seen some pictures recently where it looks like, I know it's not ready to go anywhere near yet, but it almost looks like oh, it could start tomorrow. Uh, they announced the minivans there. That's right. They had one there. Right in the middle of the floor, they had a minivan. The first peak we got to see at the minivans, and then they announced that, hey, these things are going to be happening at Walt Disney World. Uh, they announced that there would be a seventh Disney cruise ship there. We knew six going in. Right. They announced that not only are there going to be six, there's going to be seven uh, coming up in uh, for Disney Cruise Line. Uh, they hinted at Marvel Land, which now has been confirmed, Marvel Land at uh, Disneyland Resort at right. the California Disney Adventure. California Adventure Park. They kind of hinted at it, like, oh, we may have something coming up here. You know, they didn't specifically say what it was or where it was going to be, but they said. This, you know, we're not done with Marvel, you know, after they did uh, Mission Breakout at, uh, at California Adventure Park. Right. You know, and when they're making all these announcements, it's not just like somebody standing up there announcing it. They're showing you images all, you know, on their big screens mm-hmm. of what things are going to look like. So, you know, imagine seeing what the, you know... Um, the hotel where you're totally immersed in being in outer space is going to look like. And, you know, the minivans, of course they had one there on the, on the floor as well that you could see these vans that you could take their, you know, um, lift is the organization they paired with, but these are, are vans that are decorated like Minnie Mouse. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> they are too cute. And they'll take you around, you know, in the either from your resort to the parks or from resort to resort, as long as you're on the property there. And, um, and now they're actually going out to the airport as well. Yeah, uh, they've really expanded. I've, I think I've heard that they're also moving it to where you can take them to... Uh, Port Canaveral to the nice. cruise ship as well. Nice. So, uh, they really, they really has been a success so far, and the minivan pro- project has really done well. Right. Um, they finished the whole thing off with one of the most heart touching stories I think I've ever heard from the parks, uh, and, and I think uh, I know it touched you a it lot. Did. So it did. It did. You might want to tell the listeners what it was. Sure. So they did a. Um, they read a letter. And I'm going to try to say this without getting choked up, but I can't guarantee. (laughs) So they read a letter that um, somebody wrote to the Disney company, and they were describing um, that they have an autistic child that they brought to Disney and Disney World. And the one thing that this child said he wanted 
uh, was a green balloon. A green, more than anything else. More than anything. That's, yeah. I have to have a green balloon. Right. You know, so, you know, the parents like, okay, let's wait till the end when we're leaving and we'll bring the balloon home. And so it was time to leave the park and they could not find a green balloon. <laughs> yeah, you're getting choked up. Getting choked it's up. great. Yeah. They couldn't find a green balloon anywhere. And um, they kept going to different balloon vendors and couldn't find it. So uh, finally, the, the mom, the, the child was actually getting pretty upset. So the mom went around to try to talk to people, see what she could find out. And she went to one of the balloon vendors. And that person took <laughs> That person took the time to go in the back and blow up a green balloon to bring to that child. And it just made that kid's day. Save their vacation, essentially, is what she said. Right, yeah. uh, And actually, the dad wrote the the letter. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And so, um, you know, because he was very impressed with, you know, how this all turned out. And so they're reading this letter. They actually read the letter from the dad. And then suddenly, the room filled with people carrying hundreds of green balloons and they gave them out to all of us right you took it back home with you i did put it in your office and actually it's lasted longer than any mickey (laughs) i know there was something very magical about it it was so cool but the fun thing too now is anytime i'm at the park and i'm seeing a balloon vendor i look for green balloons and they are pretty rare yeah it's amazing (laughs) that you don't see them as much as you would think right yeah we always do after that story look for the green balloon where is it but it was so great and uh uh, just a really touching way to finish this thing and uh it just really made you feel good about disney right and everything and the park people and the cast members and what they do to uh, you know, help these people out, you right. know, and make sure that their vacation is as good as it possibly can. Right. Man. Going above and beyond Absolutely. just to make sure, you know, Absolutely. because easily they could have just, you know, everybody could have just said, no, we just can't help you. We don't have any more green balloons. It was the end of the day, you know, and, um, but somebody really took the initiative and, you know, showed the Disney spirit to this family. And like, like you said, it really made their vacation. Right. And as I also said, uh, you know, you walked out with the green balloon, but that wasn't the only thing you walked out of that panel with. Everybody that was in that panel also got a fast pass, a reserved area to go watch Fantasmic, which was just debuting. It wasn't scheduled to debut until Monday. Uh, The people that were in this panel on Saturday could go and see a preview of the reimagined Fantasmic at Disneyland Resort, at Disneyland Park, uh, on the Saturday or the Sunday, um, one or the other. There's four shows, uh, and you got a reserved area to go watch this. So that was one of those special perks that you right. got by just being at this panel. So, like I said, some, you walk away with cool stuff, but the story, I mean, that made it. Right. The story yes, was everything. Yes. Um, it was just really cool, and that's the kind of stuff that you can expect when you go. Other things we went to when we were there. We went to see uh, Melodies and Waltz Time. That was at the uh, D23 Expo Arena, and that was moderated by Whoopi Goldberg. It basically focused on the uh, music from the Disney live-action movies kind of in the uh, middle of the century in the 60s, mostly like Mary Poppins, of course, but uh, a few other of them. And they kind of came out there and they, they, they performed a lot of the songs and they had some of the stars of the movies come right, out and right. talk about what it was like uh, making them. And it was, it was pretty cool. And then Richard Sherman made an appearance, right. kind of walked out at the end. You know, I know. And, uh, it was really, really cool. And then speaking of Richard Sherman, the next night we went to a kiss goodnight with Richard Sherman and also another Disney legend, Floyd Norman, right. who uh, you know was an animator forever with uh, Walt Disney, uh, and that was cool because we got to go through a lot of the music and telling stories of what it was like, uh, you know, working with Walt and such. And very touching, just really cool. And then on Sunday we went to see uh, it was a 20 year anniversary of Hercules, so we went and saw Zero to Hero: The Making of Hercules because right. we love that movie. We think it's a very underrated movie, as a matter of fact. And they had uh, Tate Donovan there, who was Herc. Uh, Susan Egan as Meg was there. Right. Uh, Ron Clements and John Musker, who were the directors, and you may know them. They've done so many Disney movies: uh, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Moana, and, you know, uh, The Friend Princess and the Frog. Uh, they were all there, and they kind of explained. And there's some animators there and everything. And they kind of explained uh, what went into this, including their trip to Greece to go look at a lot of this nice. stuff. And they took so many pictures and made so many drawings and stuff for when they were there. And it was just kind of fun. And that would and finish it up with 
uh, Susan Egan as Meg singing, I won't say I'm in love, you know, and it was, yeah, yeah it was fun. Great performance. Fun. So those are the other kind of panels uh, that we went to. There were other panels there that we didn't quite make it to because we were either seeing these panels or, you know, just doing other things. But like they had the celebration of the Lion King. Uh, celebrating an anniversary and that I know they you know talked about the whole making of it and that finished up we were outside waiting in line for something else and right. we saw that they came out a lot of the performers from the Lion King came and filled the halls and sang at the end and everything and that was great the power of the princess which uh, was a kind of a panel uh, with the princesses we talked about how the princesses were there on stage for the animation panel well they did this panel as well they showed up there and talked about that uh, DuckTales I already talked about that DuckTales was just about to debut on uh, Disney Channel the new uh, reimagined DuckTales with the cast now, so they had a panel on that. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, Search for the Lost Disney Cartoons, 80th anniversary screening of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. They took one in their in- yep. theaters for the 80th anniversary, and they had a screening. Uh, then other panels, they had the Ink and Paint, uh, the Women of Walt Disney's Animation, uh, Evolution of Pixar, just so many different types of panels so if you don't make the big panels there are all these other cool things to go to right and so many other cool things you know um can i mention pins oh you can mention pins. <laughs> by the way shopping is a big thing but we'll start with pins right right so if you're a disney pin lover this is a gold mine place to to uh, get some real good treasures and the prices are phenomenal um i i think i went back there multiple times every day just to you know make some final decisions on which ones I was going to get. But it was, that was amazing. Yeah. If, if you're a pin trader, they have a lot, I mean, they have all these limited edition pins and everything you can buy for their regular price. Some that, right. you know, they're not out there anymore. You can find them, but they also have a lot of the smaller little pins that you can pick up for like a buck a piece, two bucks a piece, right. three bucks, five bucks. Either way, it's, it's cheaper than what you, if you were going to buy these pins at the park and then they're great as you want to trade up right. through, you know, these right. little pins you bought for a buck that you don't really intend on keeping, but but if you like to trade, uh, it's great rather than you know purchasing a pin for you know anywhere from ten to fifteen, right. more, even more dollars than trying to trade that. Uh, it's really a great way to kind of advance your pin trading uh, and get you started off for not le- not much money because some of these can be uh, very expensive. Um, they also, like I said, we talked about the the scale model of the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, the Walt Disney Archives exhibit. We talked about the pirates. It was a pirate's life for me. Disney rascals, scoundrels, and really bad eggs. <laughs> uh, that was a cool thing to walk through, and uh, you know the the panels, uh, the the showcases from Marvel, Pixar, Walt Disney Animation, and the Disney Music Emporium. If you're looking for Disney music, uh, the Disney Channel, Disney XD, Disney Junior, where they actually had. Scrooge McDuck's money bin that you can wait in line and then you can go take a dive into Scrooge McDuck's (laughs) treasure bin. Uh, It was kind of fun. So, you know, lots of cool. There's just so much stuff to take in there. Yeah. It's really, really cool. They also had um, autograph sessions for, you know, people. And it was just so funny. Um, I've always been a big admirer of Dave Smith and finally got to meet him and get his, his autograph in one of his books. And I just realized I was so awestruck that I was speechless, you know. (laughs) And um, then one of the other ones that was surprising to me was, I just kind of ran into it, was that uh, Marty Sklar was autographing some uh, artwork. and Right, and that's what, you know, I was just, now I was just so thrilled that I took the time to, you know, get that artwork and him autograph it and he was incredibly warm he's very you know I mean he didn't know me and he just started talking and and describing things and trying to you know drum up a conversation so um and it really became so much more meaningful when just a few weeks after that you know that he did pass away so there are a lot of other things of you know people who are have other interests that can really get some fun out of D23 Expo. Right. So anyway, as I say before, it, there's something for everybody there, whether it's the big panels, the smaller panels. Uh, you know, it's exciting when the schedule comes out. It's not going to be for nearly a year now. But it's really, but there is, if you're a Disney fan, believe me, this is the mecca of right. Disney stuff. I mean, it's everything. Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Disney animation, past, present, future, parks, cruise line, everything is there. Uh, it is really cool, and I can't recommend it enough. I know I think you, you said you didn't right. necessarily buy into it to begin with, right. but I think you came out a believer, right? Exactly. And, you know, you're around p- 
people who are really positive. They're excited to be there. They're excited of what's happening there. So it's, you know, several days of just pure joy. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. You will wait in line. Right. Uh, you will wait in line there. <laughs> Lots of lines. We, matter of fact, we started doing that's when we started doing our line selfies. Uh, you know, right. like, okay, we're in another line. Line selfie. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's Disney. You expect to wait in line. That's what you do as a Disney fan. You wait in line where it's at the parks, where, no matter where you are. You know, it's you're waiting in line. But, you know, a lot of times the payoff is very much worth it. Another thing I forgot to mention is the shopping there. They have, they put out collectibles. That's one of the lines. Some people go just to get these collectibles right. that just come out. They're limited edition, just come out for this event. And they'll go, they forget the panels. They're just going to get those things. And whether they're keeping it for themselves or whether they're pawning them off, whatever, or one of each, I mean, one to keep, one to sell, right. whatever. But uh, that's another thing. Um, there are fast passes to get cuts into some of these things as well. We'll discuss more of that as we uh, go on and get closer to 2019. Team, but we can't right. recommend it enough. Um, right. You should do this thing. Um, it, it, it's really, really, really cool. And if you, you know, even with the lines, if you prepare for them, you know, I mean, that's where we were doing a lot of our uh, social media and getting caught up on things that we weren't necessarily in a line for something else, you know, and the, like I mentioned before, the cosplay and people are really proud of their work as they should be so you really can interact with people in the in the line as well sometimes the lines are sitting so i mean there's you know yeah. that shouldn't be a deterrent and a lot of lines you can go and like just have just like you know like if you're waiting for the parade or something at the parks have one person wait and the other person can go explore and then you switch off right uh if you have to if you're like because yes the, the the big panel line can sometimes be a couple hours waiting there to get in but um, again, we'll go over more of that later on, but it's, believe me, this is so worth it. And if you have any questions uh, about it, as experienced people who have been to a D23 Expo, please, 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 please contact us. You can find us at Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, you can email us, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Happy, happy, happy to answer any of your questions about it. If you're, if you're on the fence about it, uh, we will push you to the right side of that fence. So, <laughs> which is to go, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for D23 Expo for this week. Uh, but let's get quickly, we're moving on. It's a long segment, but let's get quickly. There actually was kind of a slow week for Disney Story, surprisingly, outside of the D23 Expo. But there are a couple out there that I want to get to. And we, we got to start at something that I don't usually like to go necessarily a negative story, but this needs to be something that's talked about. Uh, Disney put an indefinite hold on the plans for a new luxury hotel at the Disneyland Resort this week. Uh, they were really excited about this thing. It's a 700, it was going to be a 700 room property. Uh, they had bargained, well, the deal with this is they had bargained uh, a few years back a $267 million tax rebate with the city uh, to do this. Uh, they decided, Disney decided to move it about a thousand feet close, move more into the downtown Disneyland area. Because of that, uh, the city council used a loophole and had kind of retracted that rebate. Right now, just to explain this a little bit, I'm not going to get political with this because I don't ever want to get political on the show, but just to explain what's going on. Uh, the, the city council in Anaheim is not, for the first time in 60 years, not exactly Disney-friendly. So there's kind of a little tug-of-war going on on both sides. So I'm not going to say anything more about that. What, no matter what side you're on, I'm just going to let you know that there is an election in November. So no matter what you decide on that, it could be helped on November, one way or the other, whichever side you're on. So I'm just going to move past that, but just wanted to let you know that that's going on right now. Uh, more happier news. Uh, Disneyland Paris. Cinemagique is returning yes. to Disneyland Paris. So exciting. If you've never been to Disneyland Paris, Cinemagique is a really cool show. It's the big theater. It's kind of a live-action film effect thing where uh, it, these characters are kind of going through different genres of film. Uh, it stars Martin Short and Julie Delphi. Uh, they take viewers to various films, movie moments. Uh, it's going to return. It's been closed uh, since March 2017, where they've been housing the new Marvel Superheroes United show that debuted in June of this year. Right. Uh, that's ramping up here in uh, no November, and uh, that, that's when this show will return. And we plan at least until March. We don't know what's going to happen in March 2019 after that. But yeah, it's uh, I know it's 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 been there since Disneyland Paris opened, and it was like one of the 
uh, great shows, and I know we saw it, and we really enjoyed right, it. Right, right. And we lucked out that we were able to sit in a great location. I don't know if you remember, the, yeah. last, the last time we saw it, we were actually sitting next to the family of the day, which, you know, at the, at the parks. Yes, that's real case seats. Yeah, you know, they got to go to every every show and got to have the best seating that was reserved for them. And we were sitting right next to them. We didn't know it till we started talking to them. But yeah, it, it is a great show. And I know following, you know, a lot of people on Twitter that, you know, are in Europe, they're thrilled about it too. So, yeah. yay. Very cool. Very cool. It's a, it's a really cool experience out there if you happen to be going to Disneyland Paris coming up here uh, this winter or spring. Uh, a couple of uh, Disney movie notes. Tessa Thompson has been tabbed to play the lead role in the live-action Lady and the Tramp. So she's going to play Lady. Now, you if you don't know who Tessa Thompson is right off the bat, you may know her. She was Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. So she'll be playing Lady in this movie. Wow. Uh, she'll be voicing Lady. Uh, Justin Thoreau is going to be playing opposite her as Tramp. Uh, that movie is going to be released, as we talked about last week, on Disney's new streaming service at some point in the future. So nice. that's very cool. And one more movie note. Uh, the live-action Mulan began production this week. Disney released a photo of, and I'm going to butcher her name, uh, <laughs> Lou, Lou Yifei. I hope that's right. Uh, <laughs> but she looked great in this picture. Right. They have a picture of her in a classic pose of Mulan holding a sword. Uh, she looked fierce as could be. Uh, they also shared a set photo uh, later on in the week of what appears to be, it could be the reflection scene that you know, everybody knows is the big reflection number right. near the beginning of the movie. That's what it looked like it might be. Uh, movie also stars Donnie Yen, who you may know as Chirrut Inwe from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Mm. He's going to be kind of a mentor for Milan, is what they kind of say in the, uh, the, the synopsis of the movie. And Jet Li another famous name you may know. He is going to be the emperor of China in this. So uh, that movie is scheduled to hit theaters in March of 2020. So very cool Excellent. Disney movie news coming out this week. But we've moved on and uh, we've already are 40 plus minutes into this show. So we need to get to our tips of the week. As you know, we always close out our show with tips for the parks, for Run Disney, for the cruise line, whatever, just Disney in general. And we always started off with ladies first, <laughs> Michelle's tip of the week. All right. Well, thank you. So this tip is for people who have not been to Disney World or haven't um, used their Fast Pass system. And I'm not going to get into too much details about that, um, but I just want to give a little tip. If you are going to Disney World and you are going to schedule your Fast Passes, you get to schedule three Fast Passes per day at one park and then during the day you can after you've used them can start getting others but one thing that you could do because because they're in one hour blocks is book your first fast pass to be ending when you really want to go on that attraction and then your second fast pass immediately after and that way you know especially if you have kids you can go to two attractions fairly quickly um, and then you yes you'll have a, you know your hour before your third fast pass starts and that's where you can get into doing some other things such as sorcerers of the magic kingdom mm. and so there One you of our favorite things. it is it's so fun and so you uh for that when you're entering the parks, you can go to the um, firehouse uh, on Main Street and they will set you up. They'll hook you up with the cards that you need. But this is a great interactive game for kids and adults because we do love it um, where you get cards that can help you battle the evils, uh, the villains, villains yeah. uh, that are trying to take over. A Disney World. So I don't want to spoil too much about it, but it is a fun thing. You get a, a map and you have your spell cards and you go around and you, you know, do these little interactive mm -hmm. activities. And that can really help give some activities before your next fast pass, you know, um, and, and that can be done. It's, it goes into different parts of the park. So that is an activity that you can use to, you know, have some fun things to do if you're not necessarily wanting to go uh, on another, you know, standby line for waiting on your third fast pass. Yeah, it's also great if you've, you know, say you've done Magic Kingdom a couple days and maybe you're looking for something else to do. You've done most of the rides and you know, just kind of want to still be in the park. Maybe you have a reservation for dinner later or whatever. Something you can do out there. And they do have 
have uh, different levels too, by the way. There's like a beginner, there's an intermediate, I think there's even an advanced right. level of this. So after you've gone through the beginner one, you know, if you've gotten, if you've gotten a few cards, you can kind of step it up to the next level and it becomes a little tougher. You kind of got to, you know, well, right. the, the, the beginner level is pretty much you just hold up any card and it works. You know? Right. But uh, the, the immediate level, you got to kind of think about what cards you're, you're doing. Right. There's yep. a little more you strategy should. involved. Exactly. And um, it's all free. You know, you, uh, you get your, your, um, magic band scanned and that's what is what really you know takes over the activation of all this and every day after that that you go in the park you can get another set of cards mm-hmm. again it's all free so it's it's a great activity so anyways that's a tip yeah fast passes and filler very cool all cool stuff and stuff that we love uh, especially when we're at the Walt Disney World Resort I'm going to talk very quickly about something very simple here but at least it seems simple but I've Always amazed. Whenever we go to, I'm just going to talk about the Disneyland Resort. When we go there and when you walk in, uh, you go through security there and there are the ticket booths. And we're always amazed at how many people are there in line. They waited till they got there and they're purchasing right. their tickets. The line is always crazy long. and It's shocking to us. Um, really, really, people, if you're planning on going, even if you're just going, deciding that day you want to go, purchase your tickets ahead of time. Go online. Get them ahead of time. It really will cut out so much of your day to not have to go to these ticket booths when you get in there. Yes, and it, it you're right. It is a long line, and it takes a while. Yeah, and plus, you know, there's there's all well, you can purchase them online. If you're staying in the area at a good neighbor hotel, uh, you can purchase at a lot of these hotels. So you don't need if you want to, you know, do that before you get there. When you check in, just say, hey, we're going tomorrow. Can we purchase our passes there? Uh, you can, like I said, it, there's. So many different ways. Also, when you're purchasing ahead of time, there's a lot of places where you can get discounts on these tickets. You know, you're not going to get a discount, most likely, when you're actually going to the Disneyland Park. But however, if you go through AAA, if you go through Costco, sometimes at the supermarkets like Vons or Safeway, uh, they have discounted passes there. Right now, uh, just, you know, for the next couple weeks through uh, September 3rd, we talked about this at a prior uh, episode. If you're... If you know someone who is an annual pass holder or if someone in your family is an annual pass holder, uh, they can purchase two one-day tickets at a discount depending on what day you're going. It's a different discounted rate, but it's a discount off of what the tickets are normally. Uh, there's uh, lots of different ways to purchase these tickets. You can also, if you buy a, if you're going, say you're coming from a different area and you're staying for three days or something, if you're going to get three-day tickets, let know that a three-plus-day ticket will get you one magic morning at the Disneyland Park, which is kind of like, even if you're not staying at a Disney, Disney. resort hotel, you get to go in an hour before everybody else does, or before a rope drop and take advantage right. of it. Uh, and believe me, it's a huge advantage, when, especially when you're going to Disneyland. Uh, those are at Disneyland Park on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, if you're planning your uh, trip around that. Uh, that's for one day if you do that. You can also purchase uh, what's called the SoCal City Pass if you're going to do like various, if you're not just doing Disneyland, say you want to come down to a San Diego area in particular. Uh, they do, when you buy that pass, you get a three day park hopper ticket, which goes both to the Disneyland Park and Disney uh, California Adventure Park, but you also get a day at Legoland. In a day at SeaWorld. Nice. So if you want to kind of extend your vacation, do some other things around, uh, you can kind of do that. And that also gives you the same magic morning if you purchase that pass. And it is at a discounted rate over standard ticket wow. rates. Uh, another thing you might want to think about doing if you are purchasing especially some of these tickets that are three days plus, and you're thinking, considering, maybe should I do an annual pass? Well, if you're going on a date that might be a blackout date for the annual pass you're thinking about, buy the ticket ahead of time. You can go in with that ticket that day, and as long as you, before that ticket has run out, if you go to any of the booths there, and now I'm talking about going to the booths, <laughs> but you go later in the day when there's less people in right. line at that booth, you can turn that ticket, and it'll be a, that amount of money you paid for that ticket will be accounted to your annual pass. You can right. turn it into an annual pass, and that way you went through the blackout date, but you also got your annual pass. That may have not been necessarily good for that time. So it also gives Great you a chance idea. to consider it. So anyway... Try and find different ways. Don't walk up there with nothing in your hand. You know, it just really is, will benefit you and save you so much time if you just purchase your tickets ahead of time in different ways, and it could end up saving you money. Exactly. So that's it for this episode of the Hyperion Adventure Podcast. Once again, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Next week, we're going to have a very interesting conversation. Right, very excited. Uh, we're going to talk about Disney parks with disabilities with Gray Hauser, 
who wrote a cool article that we uh, read not recently um, for Monorail News. Right. Um, actually, it's specifically, it's about uh, something that, you know, we talk about when we have a son with Down syndrome. We may hear him in the background occasionally here. Um, <laughs> you know, you hear about other disabilities, autism especially, but you don't hear about, in, in the hearing impaired, uh, you don't hear so much with the visually impaired. Right. And uh, Gray has gone through this, so he's going to uh, tell us what it's like and how Disney goes and helps people uh, with a, a a vision disability. That, so. that, I'm really looking forward to that yeah. as well. And I, I'm sure, you know, a lot of our listeners will probably really be thrilled to hear some of his great stories. Too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to that. We'll also be recapping the Chalk Walk because we're going to be up there yes. next week. That's next weekend, uh, the Chalk Walk. Uh, so, by the way, because of that, we're going to be up there. Probably do the park a little bit afterwards. Uh, you know, our, our episode normally drops around 2 p.m. or so, usually on uh, Sundays. It might be a little bit later, a couple hours later next week. Uh, but it'll still be out on Sunday, and we'll, we'll it'll still get out there to you. And if you've subscribed to us, uh, you'll you'll know exactly when it comes out. So, uh, if you if you want to contact us, I've already given these out, but I always like to give these out at the end. At Hyperion Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. At Hyperion Adventures Podcast. On the web, you can leave us a comment, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And, of course, you can email us, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. And, please, we really want to know who you people are that really helped us out. We want to know who our, our OG oh, Hyperion Adventurers were, the people that started us off. Because next week, we're announcing something that we believe is going to expand our listenership. But we want to give you guys credit for being there from day one or from ground floor or you know just the first few months of this show we really thank you. we love all our Hyperion adventures but especially you OG Hyperion adventurers that started us off right so please let us know uh, we really want to be able to you know personally thank you for that and uh, also to give us any feedback yes. or any requests just hi. or just to say hi absolutely we love it we love hearing from all our listeners interactive show we want to share with everybody if you have a tip you want to give out well, we'd be happy to share that with our listeners as well. Matter of fact, there may be an episode coming up where I'm just going to solicit uh, listener tips and just kind of go through it at some point. We'll, we'll talk about that later, much in the future. But anyway, uh, thank you for finding us today. You can find us in the future on SoundCloud and on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. And please, please, please tell your friends about us. And if you get a chance, really quick, just give us a quick little review. It helps somebody out there that may not know anything about us to tell them, hey, this might be a podcast you want to listen to. And we really appreciate if you do that. So right. thank you very much. Thanks again for another edition of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Can't wait to talk with you again next week. And until that time, please have another magical week. Goodbye.